0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Note to Scene, a music news podcast covering everything from pop punk to metalcore. I'm Matt Crane. I'm Tyler Sharp. And welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen, where every week we discuss and debate all the biggest news stories in the music scene. Find more episodes of the show on Apple Podcasts, where you should please rate and review us. Email us at noteseen at gmail.com. So much to talk about this week. Big news from Bless the Fall and Census Fail. But first, we're going to talk about 30 Seconds to Mars, former mainstream emo kings who are back in a big way in 2018. All right, let's go. Now, I'm, I'm very excited to get into this uh, 30 Seconds to Mars story, Tyler, but it looks like um, we got some drama going on in the metal world that we just <laughs> got to hit real quick. So what exactly is happening with uh, Of Mice and Men in Code Orange right now? We
1: got some band beef. Well, I think it's more so just Code Orange on their pedestal against anything that has ever been seen, but... Basically, what happened is that after the Grammys, Of My and Men's guitarist, Alan Ashby, sent out a tweet saying... Can we just
0: pause and, and bring up the fact that Code Orange were nominated for a Grammy, which is just so fucking stupid. <laughs> Continue.
1: I mean, it is quite hilarious in and of itself, but... This thing, I think, is even more hilarious. So Alan sent out a tweet that said, if Code Orange should have won a Grammy, then Norma Jean should have won a Grammy back in the day with a bunch of question marks. It's worded weird, but you get the gist. Like, he's saying that everyone who was rooting for Code Orange should have also said that Norma Jean should have got nominated for either their debut or their sophomore album because the new Code Orange album rips a lot of norma's riffs which is funny because back in 2002 and 2005 everyone was saying that norma was just ripping off botch but that's a whole different conversation so alan sends out this tweet code orange replies with two words they told him to eat shit and after that it just kind of escalated Ash Avildsen, the owner of Sumerian Records, tweeted. Gotta have
0: Ash. You know, it's not a fight unless the owner of Sumerian Records decides to interject himself. He's It's not a scene battle.
1: Ash has just gotta pop up. He's just always gotta insert himself into any conversation that has to do with heavy music. He's
0: these aren't even his fucking bands. They're I, not on has, his label. He like, has nothing. <laughs> he
1: thinks he lives on this really high pedestal in the music industry, but I mean his label is in the shittiest position it has ever been in. So, you
0: mean, he thinks people you, think, you mean he thinks people are going to watch his movie I mean, because it has Andy Black a in it. I he thinks Devils, he's a filmmaker. With Devil's yeah. Night or whatever the fuck uh, the shit's American called. American
1: Satan, but... yeah, Devil's Mish. Night. <laughs> same thing so
0: yeah i'm sure i'm sure ben bruce can act i can't i can't wait to see that right Right.
1: so ash tweets norma Jean's first album bless the martyr and kiss the child is one of the greatest heavy records to utilize dissonant chords with metal slash hardcore riffs and code orange does it in an awesome way on their album forever not sure if alan's intention with his comment but i do know there's way too much segregation in heavy music So those first two Norma records are fantastic. They're not ripping off Botch. And if you say that they're due, they did Botch better than Botch did Botch. Um, This Code Orange album, if you listen, I can't remember what the fourth song on the album's called, But there is a heavy dissonant chug pattern, which sounds Mm -hmm. pretty cool, but it is just ripped right from Oh God, the Aftermath. So Alan replies, he says, right, it wasn't a diss, just pointing out the similarity in my opinion of music Grammy situation, (laughs) but now I must eat shit. And of course, Telly Smith of the failing band, The Word Alive had to interject his opinion saying, for what it's worth... I took it as a nod to at Norma Jean band and how awesome they were and have been for many years, but completely agree with Ash. Too much segregation when we're supposed to be supposed to be the tight knit. Of course, he's going to say heavy music should be a more tight knit community because that's what he needs to prop up his failing band.
0: Yeah, no, Telly just need Telly at this point. Stop being fake, dude. It's the fake positivity. It's real. Everybody knows who you really are, man. So
1: disingenuous. And then to wrap up the um, whole thing, Alan replied to a fan who said that Code Orange tweet was mean. He said, once while watching them code orange side stage their bass player threw his bass then screamed at philip Monsala, which is a mice and men's drummer to get him a new one
0: that's uh the bassist i believe
1: oh really oh, uh, T- my Tino. Tino's yep, a drummer. got him confused yeah. my bad so he said uh so i gotta stick up for my dude that was whack and code orange yeah. in typical hardcore elitist fight me fashion tweeted back keep talking
0: you know we've been saying fuck this band for a long time (laughs) Fuck code orange i'm just gonna say it again they're not good at music like you talk about them ripping off norma i had to go back and, and listen to to hear to find that just because of how bad they are at doing it they're not even good at ripping off norma they're just they're just this like Slog of a band to listen to there's nothing there. They just have this fucking attitude and this cockiness. They don't sell any records You know, it's like it's just this hardcore elitist group who like them But have already haven't the hardcore elitists already disowned them. I mean, it's like who even likes this band anymore? You know what I mean? This their major label is going to realize that this Roadrunner is gonna realize this is the biggest mistake of a signing they've ever made and this band needs to be dropped
1: yeah, as soon as Roadrunner realizes that they're never going to make any substantial monetary returns from this band, it's all going to be over and we can finally forget about them. But yeah, like back when this band was called Code Orange Kids, they had hype within Hardcore. And, and, then, had they, hype. and then when they actually started getting momentum and becoming a bigger band, Hardcore abandoned them. And now, okay. now that they're touring with Deftones and all these cred yeah. bands... Every hardcore kid who dissed them is now backing them. Fuck hardcore. Well, yeah, they're, so they're getting all great. these
0: opportunities now because they're on a major label. They're on which, Road you runner. know, God knows how that happened. And, you know, I don't want to waste too much time talking about Orange because they just, it, in a year, it's going to be over. We do not have to deal with I it anymore. Sure but so. um, shouts to Mice and Men, you know, Alan, for for, <laughs> for put, putting them on blast because somebody had to do it finally. I mean, I know you didn't put them on blast, but. And, Any shots anyone takes at this band, I am all for. They, they, they need their egos put in check.
1: Shouts to someone else bringing Norma Jean back into the conversation, man. It's one of my favorite yeah, well, bands yeah, of all time. Yeah, you love that shit. <laughs> yeah, those are the OGs right there. <laughs> hey, man,
0: they gave Under Oath the lift, you know? I mean, you're indebted totally. to them for that, you know?
1: Absolutely, and I'll all ride right. for Oh God, The Aftermath Till The Day I Die. is a fantastic record.
0: Okay, well, we got to move into our main story this week, which is 30 Seconds to Mars. The band released a new single called Dangerous Night. Uh, This follows their uh, smash single, Walk on Water, which is also from their expected fifth album, which should be out this year. It is yet to be titled. Funny, never thought we'd really be leading this show with 30 (laughs) Seconds to Mars. You know, they're just kind of one of those bands that just disappear, but here we are. And um, have you had a chance to listen to Dangerous Night yet, Tyler Sharp?
1: I have, and I have a lot of thoughts on it. So you could kind of break this song down into two different sections. We have your verses and your chorus. The verses, I think, are absolutely fantastic. They're dark, they build a crazy amount of tension, but the lead-up that they give towards the pre-chorus and the chorus doesn't match where the song climaxes for me. It doesn't deliver the hook that's supposed to you know hook me in that's the whole point of a hook I I compare it to kind of like a roller coaster so the verses are when you're going up for that first you know the first drop basically and only on this roller coaster there's no drop you just get to the top and it just stays at the same level but you see some crazy cool scenery it's not a bad chorus but it's it definitely could have been better so it's still a good song I kind of think this should have dropped in the summer and I'm almost Mm kind of bummed that obviously they waited to drop this because of the success that walk on water had. So Mm -hmm. I'm almost kind of bummed that it did it, that it had so so much success because this could have came out, you know, at the end of last summer um, Mm -hmm. or they could have waited until this spring to do it because I feel like, you know, this is a song that you spend summer nights having play in the background going wherever um with the girl with the girl man i mean this is it, <laughs> that's what it's all about right so or guy yeah or whoever exactly it's about falling in love and i yeah. think this song does a good job at displaying that aesthetic i'm at a seven out of ten where are you at with it matt oh man
0: okay so i <laughs> love this fucking song oh, okay. Sharp. to me this is just like a perfect love song and mm-hmm. like we haven't gotten one of those in a while it, it lyrically, it's so emo like And even uh, melodically, there's this emo-ness to this. Like, to me, this this sounds like old 30 Seconds to Mars again, but wrapped, like, in this EDM chrysalis. You know what I mean? It's like the melody of an old 30 Seconds to Mars song, but in the new wave of EDM, sonically. And I really like that. It's funny. It kind of reminds me of Taylor Swift's Ready for It. Like, the way... (laughs) The way the the verses are so just kind of stompy and and hit you hard, and then that chorus just kind of bumps up there like that and goes sky high and uh, kind of soars. Um, so I thought it was an inter- interesting comparison. I was like, today was that on purpose? I don't know, mm-hmm. but it was just really cool like to hear Jared Leto like he still he still has it. He sounds so fucking good on this song and. You just forget, you know. It had been so long since we heard them. But you, you mentioned, um, you didn't necessarily like the the change up between the chorus and the verse. Mm-hmm. It just didn't quite fit for you.
1: Yeah, I don't like the yeah. disconnect. I feel like there was okay. The, the, they're kind of like two different songs here, and I feel like you can yeah. take the song as a whole apart into two different sections. Right. Which
0: is it's kind of a similar conversation we had about Ready for It when you think about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, that's um, true. When that's yep. really And I don't know why maybe Ready For It kind of primed me for this sort of song, but I love that part. Like, I just love how you're in this EDM thump and and the percussion just busts you right into that chorus. And all of a sudden, you know, you've got this, you just, Jared Leto's vocals are sky high over this chiming emo guitar that's way down there. You know what I mean? And um, I really like it, man. I really like this song. It's just, it sounds like 30 Seconds to Mars again for me. Remember how in the last album, like they were kind of trying to be U2 a little bit?
1: A little bit, but I feel like they captured this that fr- sky high intention much better on City of Angels.
0: Yeah, I just, um, to me, like like that album sounded like they were trying to be U2. This sounds to me like, like they're trying to be U2 again, but like when U2 were good and mixing it <laughs> well. With the 30 Seconds to Mars aesthetic. You know, this is a, an emo love song. And it just... It fit, to me, this is, like, their best song since 2009. Like, I got it up there with, like, The Kill, Kings and Queens from yesterday. Wow. This is War. Wow. I'm, this is one of my favorite 30 Seconds to Mars songs. And this is officially my favorite song of 2018 so far.
1: Wow. Yeah, so if you want to keep the U2 analogy going, oh. I mean, this is kind of... What you two should be writing at this point, if they really right. wanted to make, because that band's pissed that they can't have a hit right now. Bono I is just—you go all the way back to "With or Without You." You know, right, you two exactly. like—they
0: thrive on emotion. That's an emotional song, and just like this one, this is an emotional song. It gets you, you know.
1: Exactly. Uh. So if they could swallow some pride and dabble more in the electronic realm, and you know, mm-hmm. gasp, abandon the guitars and stuff, and and traditional drums and traditional rock song structures I think this is what they should be doing so you're totally not wrong with the U2 comparison but uh yeah this song is a good song absolutely but I think it could have been a I, lot better I don't know if I gave my score but it's uh eight and a half out of ten. Eight. That's
0: okay eight and, half. eight and a half okay yeah I really like it lyrically too just you know that I like the pre that pre-chorus when he just bursts into it you know uh-huh. um what a dangerous night to fall in love and I love how when it goes into the chorus, he, he kind of just drags it, like, geniusly with that, you know, are we going to cross the line, you know? And then he wraps it up and kind of circles back around to What a Dangerous Night to Fall in Love. I just think it kind of completes the loop as a chorus in a really perfect song way, structurally. Yeah. I just, I wasn't expecting to be this impressed by 30 Seconds to Mars yeah. or get this kind of song from them at this point.
1: Definitely, yeah. And I mean, you know, you have night in the, Title, and there's kind of like this dichotomy between the verses and the choruses mm-hmm. of night and day. The verses are mm-hmm, very right. dark night, and the chorus and pre chorus is very uplifting, and it's during the day. Right. So, if you like that, if you like that kind of uh comparison within a song, then you'll probably love this. But, um, it's funny, walk on water. They just submitted it to Top Forty Radio not that long ago, mm-hmm. and it's starting to climb. It's at number thirty-seven yeah. right now. Yeah, I
0: mean, we'll we'll get to that success in a minute, but um, it's almost like you can he- see stars twinkling in the sky when you listen to this song. It's so um, over the top in its its love songness. You know what I mean? It's 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 quite ridiculous, but it. It makes, I think, it'll make a really good anthem for you know those first you know, those couples who are deciding whether or not they're going to take the dive, you know. For sure, love is love can be dangerous, and, yeah. and that's kind of the message of the song. Did you see the band perform the song on Colbert?
1: I did. Where I... they late, late night with Colbert, where they actually debuted it. Right, yeah. So, so I didn't see it live on TV, but I did see the YouTube mm-hmm. video and revisited it for a couple times because. Anyone who's seen this saw the little bit of interactive cinematography that they did with this. And, you know, it was cool for late night. Mm -hmm. I'll give them that. Uh, I'm Mm -hmm. pretty over Messiah Complex, Jared Leto. (laughs) I just I can't take it that much at this point. I mean, that dude really. I mean, he thinks he's Bono, you know, like (laughs) the YouTube comparisons continue. You want to talk about someone? No, not at all. (laughs) <laughs> and you know, you want to talk about someone who may or may not be singing. I don't know, man. That sounded way yeah. too good to me for it him did, to it, be I lied. will
0: give you, it it did sound good. Uh, you know, it's funny about the messiah complex thing cuz like I feel you on that. I feel you. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm loving Jared Leto more now because I just feel like <laughs> he doesn't have to be doing this for us. You know, he's a massive star. He played the fucking Joker and yet He's coming back and giving us songs like this. And I'm just, like, really fucking, like, appreciating it. You know what I mean? It's weird. So I'm kind of, like, I'm back on Jared Leto again. Like, I'm messing with him again. It's weird.
1: Yeah. There's definitely something in the fact that you're right. He doesn't have to be doing this because he doesn't need to be in order to have money because he has money. But I think he wants to do it because it it puts him on an even higher pedestal than just being an yeah. actor. You know, like he's a But like, he's you know, the music industry, now.
0: the music industry is over. There's no money to be made here. You know, Hollywood, he's making, you know, $15 million a movie. You know, this entire album will come out, you know, and they'll be lucky to break even, you know, with the way the music industry goes. It's like, True. he's not doing this for the money at all. He's, I, I want, you, do you think it's, does he genuinely just want to sing it again? I think it's
1: leaning more towards the the narcissism level. He's more front and center stage here, and he really, truly has control over everything in this mode of entertainment.
0: So the performance was shot by a robot, which Mm -hmm. I would recommend you check this performance out because it's pretty unique. I thought it was pretty cool, just the visuals of it and the sort of high contrast and the, the quality of the shots and the movement of the camera. And it it was a very unique take on a late night performance, which, you know, some of these late night performances have been getting kind of stale. Mm-hmm. So I was pleased to see uh, them kind of mix it up there.
1: Yeah, definitely. And did you see Colbert, the camera? Panning to him I, towards I the that. end, I read about oh that. Oh my but I gosh! Yeah. Oh my gosh! It's pretty funny. <laughs> He's dancing. Yeah. The camera looks <laughs> at him for like two seconds. Yeah. He's got a stupid face on. It's pretty funny. I-, I saw
0: he was stoked after, like when they got off. But he, you know, he seemed like he liked the song.
1: Yeah, I wonder if uh, if some of these Hollywood figures kind of see Jared Leto as more of a star in his actor right. And them booking his band is just a way to get to him.
0: (laughs) A a lot of people don't even know 30 Seconds to Mars that know him as an
1: actor. I mean,
0: his acting career is just massive. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah, there's just lyrically. There's also, there's just a lot I like on the song. I like the verse, you know, I am a man on fire. You are a violent desire. Just the way he's emoting in those lyrics I'm, I'm just all about it and i really I, dig it
1: yeah and i love the tension that those verses build up it feels like i'm listening to uh you know like hurricane again or, or, or kings and queens mm-hmm. uh it feels like um sophomore album 30 seconds to mars again where we get those really massive songs but uh kind of kind of loses me on the chorus but i'm excited i'm excited for this yeah, album so
0: you brought up Walk on Water, and there's just so much. Uh, there's so many interesting things to talk about in comparison to that song because that song came out and is nothing like this at all, right? <laughs> it, I mean, Walk on Water is like, would you agree with me? It's like their Imagine Dragons kind of shot, you know? A and little bit, yeah. They're going for that kind of aesthetic, and it's their sports anthem, right? And it was a huge fucking success. It was number one um, on the alt radio charts. And that was crazy. I mean, who saw that coming? You know, they weren't able to get even a number five, I think, on the last record. You know, I think City of Angels got up to number eight on alt, maybe. Like, mm-hmm. and that was a mild success of a single. This, just bam, right to number one. Like, who knew 30 Seconds to Mars were going to do that? You know, just out the gate like that. It's almost like, why... After they had you got to wonder why after they had success with a song like Walk on Water, do you release such a different this is such a different thing, Dangerous Night. You know what I mean? Like this is such a switch up that even though I love this song, I don't know that it's going to do as good as Walk on Water because (laughs) Walk on Water is just seems to be the flavor of what people people want right now. You know, that sports anthem, Imagine Dragons kind of stuff
1: yeah it was walk on water was crazy to see because like you said it shot to number one on alt radio plus it was inside the top 10 on rock radio and it was starting to gain on top 40 at the exact same time so it's it, their believer it's their believer it it was it was a sight to see because like you said i sure as hell never saw that coming from 30 seconds to mars in 2017 and now as we mm-hmm. go into 2018 i don't know what to expect from this song it's I will say that it fits more of an EDM mold. I would, as far mm-hmm. as like pop radio goes, you know, like I, I was talking to you off the show for a second about this song. It remind the verses and the opening of it kind of reminds me of like a bass nectar song almost mm-hmm. in a weird way, which right. it gives me EDM yeah. vibes. So I almost wonder if this could just go straight to top forty radio and not even yeah, deal it- with alt or rock. It might almost be a better fit for right. the top
0: forty radio because it's it's so EDM heavy and it's not endemic like Walk on Water is. Yeah. You know,
1: I don't think it could ride on alt radio, and I don't, I sure as hell don't think it could ride on rock radio. It's
0: so know? gushy, shameless emo though. Like I, I wonder, know. I you know, it's so love song. It's so just like you know, puke. I want to throw up, but this is beautiful. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I just wonder. I wonder. Yeah, I wonder. It's it's a, it's an interesting move for the band. Like, what I wonder too also is with all that success of Walk on Water as a single, why don't we have the album announcement yet? Why wait? Like, what what do you think's going on? Like, you know, you would think you've had that song burn, you had that song burning at number one. Right. Let's announce the album while we're at maximum exposure. But instead, they haven't, and now they've thrown us this curveball with this much more emo EDM song.
1: Yeah. What, what do,
0: what's what's your take on that?
1: We see this a lot with top 40 superstars you know like um we'll see a single get released let it burn if it doesn't stick you release another single right away if that one sticks you let it burn for as long as possible then you drop another one etc maybe you get to four and then you announce the album um i just think that they're using this tactics i thoroughly believe that the album's been done for a long time and Mm -hmm. they're just messing around at this point because they have the opportunity to i almost wonder if dangerous night wasn't even on the album when they finished it i wonder Mm -hmm. if post walk on water goes to number one they're like okay we have this opportunity what can we do here what can we do (laughs) to throw at the dartboard and see if this sticks so i I mean the album could already be different than what they originally had in mind and what they originally finished in the studio just because they can now
0: Yeah, it's funny, and if they made that move, it's just this song feels so. It just doesn't feel very cynical to me. It feels like something like almost like they knew fan their fans are gonna like and appreciate. You know, I
1: mean, give the kids what they want, right?
0: Yeah, it's just whereas Walk (laughs) on Water, you could you could see a more cynical angle.
1: I like that song. It's a good song,
0: but you could see kind of what they're trying. There's an agenda to that song. For sure, you know, where there's no real agenda with this one other than just. I think to make 30 Seconds to Mars fans happy and and Jared's having a good time with it. But um, Beautiful Lie, obviously, their biggest record, probably, you know, went Mm -hmm. platinum, did 67,000 copies first week, went gold, which that was a huge success at the time. And then Love Less Faith Dreams comes out. This is kind of the first time the band stumble. It does 53,000 copies first week still. But I, it's, it doesn't go gold. I think it's only gone on to sell, sell like 290,000 copies total.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: City of Angels was a, a a decent hit, you know, but it, it wasn't as nearly as big of a hit as songs from their past. You know, it was not as, doesn't right. touch songs like The Killer, Kings and Queens, or From Yesterday, or uh, This Is War. Um so it kind of puts the band in an interesting position. Like their last album was their least successful one and now they've just had one of their most successful singles <laughs> ever.
1: So it's like where do we see them going, you know?
0: Yeah. I'm just pondering.
1: Yeah. That's why I think they're kind of experimenting here and just kind mm-hmm. of while they have the spotlight on them, let's try this. Let's see if it works and I totally would not be surprised uh if this does kind of shoot up the charts just like Walk on Water, but When I was first listening to this song and I heard that verse, I was like, the EDM chorus is about to drop hardcore. Mm -hmm. I just, I felt it, man. And I was ready for it. And then it didn't. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, what is going on? So you're right. This isn't your conventional top 40 song for top 40 radio in uh, 2018. But I think there's a way for it to ride with the right push. So it'll be interesting to see over the next few months.
0: I, I, I just can't I keep coming back to Taylor Swift, but think about ready for it, you know, mm. thump, thump, thump in the middle of the night, you know, and this is thump, thump, thump. What a dangerous night. You know, it's like <laughs> it's, it's almost like I, I don't want to accuse the band of copying or anything, but similarities. But yeah, sure. we're way early out, but this just might be kind of fun to do. First week sales Ooh. prediction for the record. I mean, it hasn't Oof. even been announced yet, yeah, I know, Oof. but like do you think you can uh, what do you think? What do you think man? so this is this is kind of tough when I'll, band... I'll, I'll throw you, I'll throw out a number first okay. just to make it a little easier for you. I'm, right. I I could see them doing forty six thousand copies, okay, week.
1: okay. so this is tough because, like we mentioned before, not a lot of people in the current pop market and, you know, younger millennials are aware that 30 Seconds to Mars exists. You know, they have their large core fan base, which is very large. But as far as like the top 40 market goes, people are kind of like, who the hell is this band? Where did they come from? (laughs) You know, it's kind of like Portugal the Man. We've known that band for over a decade and they had a hit single and everyone's like, who? You know, so I'm not sure how much the radio success will cross over into album sales. It will it's definitely going to be interesting to see and we can use this as an experiment to see how a, a, mm-hmm. an emo legacy band like 30 seconds to Mars right. can do after they have uh, mainstream success with a song. So I'm at 40,000 and I think that's okay. That's, so we're close. Um, okay. I'm at 40,000, yeah, but I think it might be a little high, but we'll have to see. It's hard to gauge how the success will gotta, impact.
0: when you compare them to someone like Portugal, the man, you got to think, you know, um, 30 seconds to Mars were massive right, at one right, point for sure. They have the Jared Leto. One of the most famous actors on the planet is in their band going for them, you know, to make people aware of who they are. And they just, you know, they just had a number one. So it's something's working. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Oh, and my last question for you is, uh, do you like this song better than Walk on Water? Do you think this is a better song?
1: Yes, absolutely. I was, I wasn't middle of the road on Walk on Water. I was like, I was kind of at a favorable, you know, a, a favorable seven out of 10, but I wasn't quite there. And I, I could totally see this song growing even more on me as time goes on but i think it could be better but i think it's definitely better than walk on water because like we said that was a blatant cash grab at a sports anthem and that kind of angle kind of you know it's disingenuous towards the song as a whole so to see this one just be released as is and and almost as an experiment it seems like Mm -hmm. it's cool very cool,
0: yeah. I mean, I guess I could keep gushing about this song, but I'm just going to cut myself <laughs> off. Um, we roll, I really man. like this song, though, guys. I think you should listen to it. Um, yeah. Tyler, do you have anything else you want to say about 30 Seconds to Mars? Uh, Other than the fact that it's good to have some of the OG emo kings back, right? right?
1: Dash for MCR dead, they used
0: their, like, off-the-grid playing playing uh fucking the canyon full set shows like <laughs> oh. <you> know, <laughs> you... at least we got one of them doing it right you know right Fall out boy falling apart out here like dashboard in 30 seconds man those yeah true. dashboard yeah i want that dashboard song to it's crack still
1: hanging we're, so at, bad, at, we're at number I 13 want it crack,
0: if we do if we're in a world where dangerous night is number one on alt radio and um we fight by dashboard is number two on Alt radio <laughs> <laughs> things change. It, things change. That's I the hope spark so, man. man. That's, I oh. hope so. We'll have to see. Okay. Next story. Bless the fall. Post-hardcore, metalcore, whatever you want to call them, they are kind of a mainstay, and they have signed to Rise Records. They've left um, their longtime label of Fearless Records, which is the label they were on forever. Uh, before that, they were on Science Records, a label that uh, totally tanked and went under. That's a whole research diet you mm. can do if you feel like
1: i think we uh, need to do the science records cast man. the science
0: records yeah they're, uh, science records had it going on in like oh seven man they there were a thing greely was... and bless the fall
1: oh dude, don't
0: even get me started on Greeley estates we can do a Greeley <laughs> estates podcast <laughs> could, love that band could. man dude yep. shouts to y'all with the vampire squad shouts, man come on shouts, shouts to the vampire squad enter, dude yeah good old days absolutely man um the band announced a new album hard feelings and along with that announcement, and they're signing to Rise Records, they put out a new song called Melodramatic. Tyler Sharp, have you had a chance to listen to Melodramatic? And if so, what are your thoughts?
1: I have. And first off, Melodramatic, Melodrama, are we looking at Lord? That was the exact first thing that came to mind. And then... <laughs> yeah, too soon. And then... You look at the album artwork uh, and it just screams 1975. Hello. What's going on here, Matt? All right. I, it's time to wave goodbye to metalcore because yep. this is just another band in a line of dominoes to go more rock than metalcore. The song itself, like, it's, it's, hey, man, I gotta ask you, you think they got like
0: a chocolate cover on here? Like, straight <laughs> up? Like, <laughs> when I saw that cover art, like you said. I mean, we're talking, for those who haven't looked at it yet, pink neon Next sign that says, you know, backdrop. the alt title. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it might as well say the 1975 on the cover. It's so ridiculous. But I, uh, go ahead, Tyler. Sorry. So
1: the song isn't terrible, but it's so middle the middle of the road that it really doesn't leave any impression. The chorus is just... It's just kind of there. It doesn't... The climax doesn't really reach to any point. We have this super shitty, like, almost tooth breakdown in the in the bridge, and then it brings it back in, in, into a bad chorus. And I mean, I'll just say it, like, Bo's a pretty bad singer. And this band is so over, though, it doesn't even matter. So... They- <laughs> You know, they've, they, they've had much better, clean-leaning songs in the past, such as, Hey Baby, Here's That Song Again, or Here's That Song You Wanted, whatever the hell it's called, and 40 Days sh- off of, sh-
0: Shouts to Westville and Snipes, wherever you are.
1: You know, shouts to 2010, man. Shouts to Witness, at least the first half of Witness. But um, this song is not going to get them anywhere, unfortunately. And I will say that. It's unfortunate, because I just want to see a scene band succeed. And this is while it's coherent it's just not good enough it's too middle of the road so I am at a six out of ten for this song and I cannot wait to hear what you have to say Matt Crane.
0: I think this is uh, pretty terrible, man. Okay. I really, really, really disliked this song. Like you said, it's so middle of the road that it, it just almost feels like a cardboard cutout or like styrofoam. Like there's there's nothing there. It's so middle of the road to me that it becomes terrible. Like, and what's, like you pointed out that Bo's not a very good singer. He used to be all right, remember? Like, He's doing something weird. He's doing something weird with his voice on the song. His voice is way toned down. You notice it's Mm -hmm. almost like kind of going into raspy territory. Where you know he used to try to emulate Mabbit more and go for that high range, and he's not doing that. It sounds so weird, and it just it kind of blends with the instrumentation. So his vocals don't really stand out from the instruments. And then it's like at that point, what's the fucking? What's the point of having a song? that was my biggest question coming out of this song was was why even make it you know what i mean (laughs) it's off tempo the production i thought was bad too which which was surprising to me because they've got some uh i forget who's producing who's producing on the album but there was somebody
1: interesting oh i didn't even Uh, see that
0: yeah i think Kelly from the word alive might be doing some production on this and um
1: yeah gotta get um, that side hustle going on because his Ro- band's Ro- over ross,
0: ross robinson is, oh uh, really this yeah so they've got some help so i was surprised at how bad the production sound in this song um that's my thought i'm at a
1: three out of ten on this one i i, I will never turn on oh my god i think you gave the canyon a better rating than this <laughs> Yeah, I mean,
0: this is just, this is like, I, I don't know, it's like going to Walmart. That's wow. what this song felt like to me, you know what I mean? Just I mean, Walmart's better do. than
1: that new used album.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. I, I don't know, man. Wow. Yeah, this, this, this is a really, really bad song
1: um, okay. for me,
0: personally. You know, the other interesting part, too, is like, why sign to rise over Fearless? <laughs> what are you doing? Like, bad career move, bad move. Like, Fearless is at least like... Holding it together, you know, Pierce is still there. They've got I Prevail popping off. Rise, we've been, we've seen them like they're stumbling. Bands like Paris are kind of, you know, Paris flopped. Crown the Empire are just fucking over. Of Mice and Men just flopped. Issues are fucking over. Like, Rise seem to be like, they just lost their president, uh, Craig, you know, the owner. They've lost the real visionary and talent behind the label. Um, Rise seems like any day they could be liquidated into BMG. BMG is the major label that owns Rise that bought them a few years ago,
1: if you didn't know that.
0: Uh, Why sign to Rise at a time when Rise seemed to be failing? Like, what are you thinking about that, Tyler?
1: It makes absolutely no sense, but I kind of get it at the same rate. I mean, this band is obviously on the downswing, and I'm sure that their album contract just went out with Fearless, and I'm guessing the fact that they didn't re-sign with Fearless is that Fearless didn't offer a (laughs) re-sign. So I'm you thinking know, that Rise was just in their heads the next best option, but from what I've heard behind the scenes and this is unconfirmed, so I don't I don't know the specifics of what's going on, but Rise reportedly, supposedly, allegedly w- is slowly getting dissolved into BMG. So if down the road event supposedly there will be no more Rise, you know, there's just going to be bmg and the rest of these artists kind of like what uh artery has done with warner brothers and yeah. what happened to all those bands except
0: but... those bands got all dropped uh, <laughs> like,
1: exactly sh- like that's... shouts the slave shouts to jc but you know, you know or not but um yeah. bless the fall signing to rise in 2010 would have shut the scene down man it just doesn't matter now because this band doesn't matter so yeah. that's what it comes down to. But could you imagine if they would have signed a Rise in 2010 off of Science for their comeback with with Bo, you know, after Craig left and all the drama? Or and even, dropped... I mean,
0: after Witness, you know, like, made them... Or after true. Witness, you know, hype, but you
1: know? could you imagine hearing, like, God Wears Gucci on, on Rise Records channel in 2010, you know, and then with all the... Are they calling out The Devil Wears Prada? Is that, you know, all that drama that went down with all <laughs> yeah. that? Man,
0: I loved, good time. I love that. Song. I'll never forget the night uh, God Wears Gucci dropped. I liked that song. It was iconic. It
1: was um, iconic.
0: So uh, Witness, the first album with Bo, and Awakening, both did around 10,000 copies first week. Um, I, their most successful album, I believe, still is His Last Walk, which sold over 100,000 copies total.
1: Right.
0: Hollow Bodies out of nowhere, which to me is when they got OK, I liked witness as a record. Um, but Hollow uh, Awakening. I was kind of eh on mm-hmm. Hollow Bodies to me is where they got bad. That was the end And that album did 20,000 copies first week. And it was like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? They, they, they popped off. They got really huge on that record and it was it came out in 2013. And what I have always attributed the success of Hollow Bodies to is their friends at that point, they were really tight with Vic Fuentes Uh. and Austin Carlisle and Kellen Quinn, and they just kind of snuck their way into the the center of the scene's golden age, you know? Like, Uh they just kind of snuck their way in there, and they were just synonymous with it. So I think just, like, a bunch of Pierce fans just, like, bought that record, you know?
1: Yeah, I remember seeing them perform, like, I don't it was 2013 or 2014? But it was on the Hollow Body good cycle. good on that album. No, it's pretty garbage, but I still, it's crazy. I still see people ride for that album in the Metalcore subreddit. Um, yeah. There, it, they just had crazy warp Tour hype on that cycle. And people were still riding for him. But it was obvious that on the next cycle, it was you know, the downswing was here. Yeah. So um, Oh,
0: yeah, I mean, it, uh, hollow bodies, it was like the first time they were like, we're not gonna be blessed with fall anymore. We're just gonna be a metalcore band. And we're gonna use the same the electronics generic, that were that were cool three years ago, you know what right, I mean? And it was right.
1: like, we are not gonna progress it, in
0: any way. So then the next album, um, those left behind had a sales drop down to 16,000 copies, which I thought is a miracle because of how bad the record was right. that it even sold that much, you know?
1: Absolutely. But
0: um, at this point, I'm thinking uh, it's got to be all downhill from here, right? I mean, I see the next record, I'm thinking it's coming
1: in around 7,000 copies, man. Dude, even if they somehow buy... By God's grace, break even. That means they outsell "Sleeping with Sirens" of mice yeah, and it's men. not happening. There's it's no, no there's, fucking there's, there's way. No dude. way. There's no way. So yeah, I mean, it's gonna be under 10k. It has to be, yeah. right? Yeah, I,
0: I'm. I feel pretty confident. Like seven to eight. You know, I was going to say seven to nine, but no, nine's too high, God, man. <laughs> nine's too high, <laughs> this
1: bro. This is just the disillusion of the scene, yeah. man. It's fucking they're gonna, over.
0: They're going to do like around 7K. They'll get chopped in half from 16K. And they're, they'll be lucky for that, you know, because they won't deserve it with songs like this. Um, sure. But you know what, man? His Last Walk with Craig Mabbitt will always be a classic record. Forever like, ride, me,
1: man. Forever ride. It's a front to back.
0: Um, Rise Up, Ahenia, Guys Like You message the unknown pray times like these eyes wide shut black rose dying i could go on i fucking love that record
1: black i'll never forget the first time i heard black rose dying where craig does that crazy scream and then he does an inhale into the mic yeah the inhale just like manic panic attack scream and the breakdown oh so good and then the the spoof he video that they did where they all switched it oh, is. they all switched yep. yeah good
0: times that was back peak bless the fall man when the man. guys like you video had dropped and they were just the hottest fucking shit
1: i'll never town. forget yeah. i went out uh i bought that cd at best buy and i came home and i opened the lyric booklet and uh it had their promo from 2007 mm. in there and i was just like Holy shit this is the coolest looking they're, band I've seen since Undertale yeah. you know <laughs> like <laughs> their promo photo
0: is that when Craig's got like the studded belt and the long hair and uh, uh this was math, the math yeah so there was- wearing- as like dying shirt. And, yeah. Like, so
1: there was that one. And then there was one that was more of just like their upper bodies. And Craig's got on that super tight, like long sleeve black shirt. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Okay. 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 One, yeah. Yeah. So, so I
0: saw, this is how I heard about bless the fall. I was reading that, like a young little teenager. I was reading the pages of alternative press magazine at Yo. Barnes and Noble. Did not buy it that day. Sorry, Mike Shea. Shouts <laughs> to Mike though. Um, I was reading at Barnes and Noble and um, I turned the page and I saw an advertisement with that yeah. promo picture of Last the Fall mm. for his last walk. And I just saw the picture of them and I was like, that fucking band's awesome. I don't even care what they sound like. Right? I just saw the look and I was like, I know I know what they sound like and I'm in. And I went I went home and I YouTubed the videos and I was like, yup, yep, 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 yep. I was in. But uh, even witness, man. I'll still ride for that record. Dude. Really good. The first hell half of that record is incredible. What's left of me? Yeah, like, you know the what first I mean? half. Yeah, that was a solid, with Bo, like, considering they lost Craig or that they actually kicked Craig out. But, you know, considering all that, like, that was a hell of a record, you know, they turned out. Absolutely. But everything after Witness, forget it. What's left of me, interestingly, went on to become the biggest song off that record. Yep. I think it, it holds the most streams. The music video, you know, Bo's kind of, they're like, it's kind of a cold atmosphere. Like, they're in... I, they're wearing jackets and stuff it's a really kind of iconic video at this point it, it was but um yeah that's like their most viewed video on youtube which that is, song just took off
1: which is crazy because when the album came out it was all god wears gucci like yeah. that was that was and the it, song. even
0: even but before the album it was all about Helen back because that right. came out as a demo originally. And, and people, that was the big thing, was like, people were like, what are Bless the Fall going to sound like without Craig? And they put out to hell back. People were like, fuck yeah, we're in. This you know what it, I mean? Man, With, as soon as they heard Jared do that scream on the intro, you know, that long, dragged out scream. Yep. And you got that, that guitar fingering, you know, going on underneath. It was like, yep. hell yeah. And, and shouts
1: um, to 2.0, man. the yeah. One of oh, the best seen metalcore yeah. intro songs, man. Yeah, That was it. Oh yeah. So good. But
0: um, yeah, man. So uh, what was I going to say? It's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> it is a shame because uh, what are we not? Bless the fall 4.0, you know, it's just uh, it's re- it really is over.
1: Oh, no. man, it's done. I will say <laughs> it was kind of interesting to see the old school uh, cursive distress logo in neon. Yeah. And for a second, yeah. I was like, OK, that's a thing i'm okay with that and then i listened to the song and i was like nope no
0: it, i just think about it in in three fucking albums they haven't done a single goddamn creative thing yeah. like i think back to what's left of me think of that intro that that drum intro that right. was just just, just just the drums are just going and just pulling
1: you into the song and you're like what it's like they used to be good at music what would happen if they released that song right now instead of that instead of the song that they did I don't think it would pop off, but I think we'd be like, holy shit, this is fucking awesome. Right.
0: So, yeah, so we were supposed to talk about the new Bless the Fall stuff, but we were so depressed (laughs) by it. We went down a little nostalgia (laughs) rabbit hole back to when this band was good. So hope you enjoyed that, listeners. Um, Tyler, anything else you want to add to Bless the Fall?
1: I don't think so. Better days. Better days. That's what we got to think of. Census
0: Fail, the OGs, Let It Unfold You All The Way, have released a new song called New Jersey makes the world takes it's from their upcoming album on pure noise records if there is a light it will find you um this follows the singles double cross and gold jacket which were also recently released tyler sharp what do you think of this song
1: despite what the band will tell you and what they that they say that this is off their new album this is in fact off life is not a waiting room i'm mm-hmm. always going to take this over renacer and pull the thorns bullshit but buddy lied to us man this is not what quote would have come between uh let it unfold you and still searching like he said it would this is safe senses fail with the middle of the road song from 2008 that's all this is i'm at a six out of ten i wanted so much more from this album man and it's not the return to form that i wanted and i know we've talked about you know buddy just can't do those type of vocals anymore but i mean this is a fucking pop punk song man they can still write post hardcore Mm -hmm. instrumentals like give it a shot they're not even trying here so that's where i'm Uh, spiel over (laughs) so uh, i like the song
0: um i like the little emo chime it's got going to it um i like the post hardcore screams Uh, uh coming back to your point about this not being you're right. It's not exactly what Buddy promised, but I feel his intention in the song. It's just he can't he can't deliver what he promised. You know. Yes, we're getting something closer to life is not a waiting room, but maybe a little better. Um, there's I just really appreciate this band being fun again and making songs like this. Um, I really like Double Cross, uh, the first single, um, and I the think song. I like this one. I like this one a little better. I just I, there's a very old school census fail riff going on in this song. Did you notice that? Like it's something that you would have heard on uh, "Let It Unfold You,"
1: But the, it's the so... riff buried because buddy's melodies are so life is not a waiting room you know like the riff may be I, yeah. 2004 but buddy is stuck in 2008 and i think that's like you said it's as uh, far back as he can go and we gotta I, accept what yeah. we can get from them at this point it, right? it is
0: it, it, it's the point is this is what he can do for us as far as fan service goes and i i just appreciate that he's doing it but I, I like that it's just i like that very old school census fail riff it's so angsty it felt angsty to me so you know the song's not a home run obviously i'm just it's kind of like we're just kind of taking what we can get. I'm at a six point nine out of ten on the song, so we're not that far off. um Do you think do they have a shot?
1: shot at what <laughs> can it can it matter it matter you know what I mean This is fun. Buddy's doing this because he wants the band to live on at least a little longer and The idea of this album is what Senses Fails fans want, and I think they're going to be, you know, I think the majority of Senses Fails fan base is going to be like, okay, buddy, thank you for trying. And that's the sentiment that this album is going to get. It's not going to, like, carry them to a new level or anything. Like, this band is certainly...
0: I just, I hope if there is a mission I hope it can get some old fans back on board <laughs> at least. Because, you know, the last two records just scared their old fans away. I mean, straight up. You know what I mean? They bullshit. just, they just, yep. they shook fans off like a wet dog shaking off water. You know, with those last two records. And hopefully these songs, old fans, fans like me, who are just kind of like, Oh, okay, it's kind of nice to have Census Fail being Census Fail again. In my dream scenario, they get them back. They sell close to ten thousand first week. You know, they play House of Blues tours for the rest of their career. And they keep doing this, and I'm okay with it. I'll take it.
1: This is my least favorite single from the new album so far. They've released three. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I think this this is my most. I actually, they they put out another one, (laughs) the Gold Jacket one. Gold Jacket is my favorite least
0: favorite really Uh, oh my my favorite and double cross is my second favorite yeah
1: i mean gold jacket actually made me feel something sure the lyrics are pretty like thematically is pretty childish but uh gets me kind of pumped in a way that 2000s post hardcore used to so i'll definitely take that over this one but i'm glad you enjoyed this one man yeah, I mean, you know, 6.9 out of 10. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. You know, it's not,
0: I'm just, I'm overall just, I'm glad to have Senses Fail back. You know, I'm glad I'm not getting, you know, Renasser. And uh, yeah, that's where I am. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Okay,
0: we got to get going, Todd Sharp. But real quick before we do, Waterparks dropped their new album, Entertainment, on Equal Vision. And I just want to know quickly, one sentence, what do you think of it? And what's your score? I'll do the same and we'll get the hell out of here.
1: One word tantrum. Everyone who's listening to this podcast right now needs to go listen to this song. It is fantastic and I can't believe I'm saying that about a water park song. This album is very interesting. It's all over the place and I think that's its biggest default, but there's a lot of good to take away from it. This is a good water parks album and it proves that this band can be great and I can't believe I just said that. But Go listen for yourself. This is a pop record. This is a post-hardcore record. This is a new neon pop punk record. It's all over the place. It's got shit for everyone. I'm at a seven out of ten. What about you, Matt? Okay. Well, I guess since we're gonna talk about it a little, (laughs) I um I had uh,
0: eleven eleven was an optimistic to me, but uninspiring opener. So it kind of like set me in this weird mood, Mm -hmm, but. mm -hmm. I have some issues with the album. I think Austin's vocals are way too harmonized, like too many times on the record. I don't know why they're doing that, it annoys me. Good songs, uh, Peach Lobotomy is a little Ashley Simpson core. I like that. I think Four Leaf Clover is just a really sweet song that I like. Um, Not Warriors, we talked about that, Decent Pop. Um, We love Blonde. Um, I actually really like the song Sleep Alone. Um, It's kind of similar to Blonde. And it's kind of the right mix of aggression that they were going for on on Blonde, like the mix of aggression and emo. And it feels a little neck deep to me. And I could just totally see it being this anthem for teens in love. You know, the, the lyric he has in it, loneliness was built for two, I think is a pretty compelling thing. And I just think Austin overall has a very compelling voice a la emo on this record. Just the way he sings and his vowels and his pronunciation, the way he carries his words out, it's really smart. But with that said, it's just such a shame to me because there are so many misses on this record um, for me. And um, to me, it's like they're just they're not that good at music yet. I am at a 6 out of 10 on the record.
1: Oh, holy shit. I gave it a better score than you did. Um, <laughs> Where has <have laughs> this happened? I don't, I don't even know what planet I'm on right now. I'm like the confused Mr. Krabs meme. Quick note about Austin. When Austin serves the song, he's fantastic. And if I could give any advice to any musician ever, it's whatever you're doing when writing a song, serve it. Mm-hmm. Don't play out of your ass. He... he he does serve the song more times than not on this album. I believe. Um, I think uh, apparently I think it's a better album than you do. So um, his problem is when he starts singing out of his ass with those like ADD kind of vocal techniques. And just like any member of a band, like you just have to play within your own boundaries. Like a drummer could technically just play a fill for an entire song and it would still quote unquote fit when it comes to music theory. Mm -hmm. But that's it's just ridiculous and no one does it so austin less is more and like i said this is a good album and water parks have the opportunity to actually be a great band in the future yeah,
0: no man i mean seven out of ten that's a that's a good rating like this band that that's your stamp that's the tyler sharp stamp of approval especially given to water parks <laughs> so yep. um some misses for me rare we need to talk Crybaby were just total misses for me on this record. And to no one's surprise, Tantrum was a big miss for me what? on this album. And I know that was your favorite one. It just uh you know, I feel like he tries the aggression and he misses totally oh on it. It just gosh. didn't work for me.
1: Yeah, I think you're so you've never been more wrong. And I can't believe ah, we're on this side of a fence on a parks, water park song. Yeah.
0: <laughs> See, I, I really liked like "Sleep Alone." I felt like that was the right amount of Good aggression song. for water parks. I, I just, song. I just don't buy it on tantrum. I guess Austin still needs to. I just don't. It's not that Tantrum is a bad song. I just don't know that Austin pulls it off right. I mean, like I just don't know that I buy it, you know? And, and after being burned by a couple of the songs before it, I was just like, ah, I just don't know if I buy I...
1: this kind of aggression. I am completely 100% sold on it, but your apprehension is why it's a deep cut on the album and wasn't (laughs) pushed as the lead single like I think it should have been. (laughs) I mean, the verses (laughs) in this song rip like no other. They just got super in-your-face riffs. The chorus is my only kind of caveat with it. It lacks. There's a lot of songs that are built like this, and it's just a personal bias that I have. Like, If you have (laughs) a ripping verse, like my perfect example is Green Day's American Idiot. That song rips all the way through it Mm -hmm. never lets up this song lets up in the chorus and a lot of alternative rock songs tend to do that but Mm -hmm. everything is forgiven with this last verse dude it's a fucking call out track like bands take Mm -hmm. note don't be afraid to get pissed everything is so safe Uh now and i mean austin just calls out i i don't know the situation he obviously had a very bad breakup with uh his ex-girlfriend and i'm (laughs) i'm just gonna read off the last verse real quick he says To a certain married mister that tried to move on my missus, Cam, try to come around Mm -hmm. again. You'll catch some swings and no misses. And to the rest, I'll keep them nameless. Nah, fuck it. Here we go. It's Richard and Clayton and John. Shit. Will. Yeah, y'all made it. And if I see you in person, I'm taking teeth. Trust. You earn this. <laughs> you know the man is four feet tall and has purple hair. It's know, just so dude.
0: hard for me to hear. Yeah, maybe that's it. You know, I don't know. But um, and to be, I gotta admit, I've only heard this record once. It just came out, so you know opinions could change. Um but yeah, I'm at a six out of ten and it's like a six point oh out of ten. Like I was I could have give it a five point nine, but you know. Wow. Um what's your what's your while well, we're here and we've done this, you know, Mr. Editor. Um <laughs> I first, know, I know. first week sales prediction. Let's just knock Oof. it out. What do you think? Do you this know what the last, so the last record
1: did? So the last record did I believe I believe around three thousand. Okay. I Somewhere already know around.
0: mine. So um, Okay. You want me to go first?
1: Um. no, let me, so this is tough, because I gotta think in my head I gotta talk this one out, so this is tough because, as we've talked about it on the show, anytime we talk about this band, there's a lot of false hype because they've just had the red carpet rolled out for them for mm-hmm. no reason I think their Twitter following and their personal social media engagement isn't necessarily accurate of the people who are gonna buy this album right. and invest their time in this music, so I am going to say a safe 5,000. Okay. I am at 9,000 copies. Wow. And um,
0: I'm basing this on a lot of things I looked up, but just one of the big ones I'm going to throw out there is that they're at like 360,000 Spotify monthly listeners, which is much bigger than what Knucklepuck are at and Knucklepuck sold around Nine thousand. so I, I think they at least have to be have to be close
1: to knuckle puck on this one i just don't know if that jump is possible for them at this point yeah um, we will it, it'll be interesting we'll, we'll have the numbers next week and we'll talk about them on the next episode all
0: right that tyler sharp likes the Waterparks album more than me it's <laughs> funny because there, it. there were don't times there it. were
1: times there were times where i had
0: to fight to get this band on the podcast <laughs> tyler was like man I fucking get there were times where Tyler and I both equally despised this man and uh somehow they won you over and somehow they won Tyler over a little bit and now here we are I'm a little disappointed and Tyler's like all in interesting you <laughs> only, never know where you are going to end up in this scene
1: only on note to the scene man only, only on, on, on note to the scene. Scene. all right
0: well that is it for the show this week thank you so much everyone for listening if you enjoy the show please take the time to rate and or review us on apple podcasts give us those five stars and we will love you if you have a question for the show which we will be getting back to listen to our questions next week send them into note to at all right peace out everyone